Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. I'm Jenna Million, and this is a podcast where we challenge sexism in the music industry and empower fangirls. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. And if you stick around long enough, we'll also let you in on some new music the girls are already crazy about. Before we get started on today's episode, we do have a new Patreon member to shout out. Melinda, thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. I am obsessed with you because you joined to listen to us yell about Liam Payne, which is... (laughs) best thing to ever happen because our June Music Meltdown episode was us just being like we can't stop thinking about Liam Payne's interview with Logan Paul and just like the subsequent downfall that came around it so yeah if you want to get that and other juicy good content over on our Patreon you can join at patreon.com slash name three songs I will say as a side note that Liam Payne episode did come out prior to X Factor exposing the origins <laughs> of One Direction. So we might have some revised thoughts on Patreon in the future. <laughs> True. <laughs> but with that being said, we have a very exciting episode today. Sarah, what are we getting into? Today is a very cathartic, introspective conversation about the age of 30 and the big X it has on most women's calendars of just like, this is the day you die because your youth disappears, your womb dries up and you have no more agency as a youth of beauty or whatever nonsense the media has been feeding us for centuries, honestly. But turning 30 is no longer a scary thing and that's a lot to do with the fact that this new generation of 30 year olds have a very extended adolescence because of how fucked up the world is and how little access we have to money and homes and marriage and human rights yeah and human rights which is real fun and so we've been able we've been given the gift in some sense of our pop stars being able to age in front of us and so we've gotten pop music that has extended its expiration date in a lot of ways because prior to this era of like Adele, Taylor Swift, etc. pop stars kind of are expected to either wash up or become moms before they hit 30. And that's no longer really the expectations because how can anybody expect anything of us while the world is burning around us and 80 year old men are taking our rights away, you know? fun times. But this episode, while it's something that Jenna and I have thought about a lot, it was prompted by one of our favorite journalists writing a really incredible piece for Rolling Stone UK about the act of turning 30 and the 30-year-old album, the Saturn Return album, if you will. So Jenna, would you like to tell everybody who our very, very special guest is today? If you guys have been following our podcast, you're well familiar with this name because Hannah Ewan's 
has been with us since the very beginning when we <laughs> talked about her book, Fangirls, in one of our very first episodes. So Hannah Ewens is an award-winning writer and editor at Rolling Stone UK. She previously worked at Vice UK and Dazed. She's published in The Guardian, Sunday Times, The Paris Review, Times Literary Supplement, The Observer, Kerrang! and Crack. Her first and critically acclaimed non-fiction book, Fangirls, Scenes from Modern Music Culture, was a Financial Times and Pitchfork Book of the Year. Not to mention, she hosts short documentaries, events, panels, podcasts, and so, so much more in her work on music journalism and fan studies. So, a longtime favorite writer of ours, I'm sure a favorite writer of y'all's, we are very excited to have Hannah on the podcast today. So, let's get right into it. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for joining us today, and welcome to Name Three Songs. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so excited for this discussion today. I feel like this is going to be one a lot of our listeners can relate to because they either love one of these artists or are 30, recently turned 30, have turned 30, whatever the case may be. I feel like 30 feels like a big X mark on a calendar of like, oh no, your self-worth as a woman completely stops existing at this birthday, which is not fun, especially because like a lot of us grew up in the, the media era of like the Britneys and the Christinas where youth was lauded and the second somebody starts to like look like they might be becoming an adult woman the media is just like so are they going to quit their career and throw it all away to become a mom and it's like why is this a thing it's so stressful for like the world to be deciding that your uterus runs your whole entire life in every way shape or form especially in America but we have seen a pattern of women who do pop music being able to like reclaim their 30s and make it into something beautiful, which is really amazing, which is why we have Hannah here today, because Hannah wrote a beautiful essay on Rolling Stone UK about these female artists who have kind of like stuck their claim onto pop music and been like, I can keep being a pop star even after I leave my 20s behind. I leave I leave my youth behind. But being 30 is not actually scary, at least for me personally. I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe I'm like 10 years into being an adult now. Uh, maybe I'll learn how to function. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll download some new user settings. <laughs> but I feel like before we get into like this whole pop star conversation, I feel like discussing the like dreaded idea of like turning 30. What have you achieved? Have you lost your youth? Have you lost your beauty? Like, where's your house? Where's your husband? So Hannah, what were your thoughts? Number one, like going into your writing your essay of like why you thought like this was important, but also like the pressures of your 30th birthday. Oh God. I think to be honest, I've been thinking about this essay for a long time, particularly during the pandemic, but I think I was thinking about turning 30 from my 27th birthday. So I obviously had like ideas of the 27 club, whatever that was, yeah. but kind of yeah. hadn't really given it much thought before besides kind of reading about it. And obviously like a lot of those artists who died at 27, like I really loved them. Mm-hmm. Then I turned 27 was like, haha, 27 club. I've survived to get to 27. And then I just felt this really big shift from 27 Mm-hmm. I guess like emotionally, mentally, it just all hit me like a ton of bricks, like this pressure. To be honest, I think it's not necessarily pressure to achieve, to do this, to do that so much as like it just felt like this like psychic pressure kind of coming down on me. But then externally, I suppose it did feel like I was feeling a lot of pressure. So it was like, I remember being like, I need to write my book. I wrote a book called Fangirls about 
fangirls. And in my head, I was like, I have to write that by 30. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, the next person I date needs to be a serious person. Like, it needs to be the one. Because otherwise, what the fuck am I doing messing around? Like, randomly dating anymore. It felt like the decisions that I made had so much more weight. Whereas in your early 20s, you're just like, in dating, you're trying jobs out, you're trying people out, you're trying ideas out ideas of self like who am I da, 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 da. everything you're doing feels like you're doing it for the first time and then suddenly the tidal wave just comes in and you're like okay I've tried all this stuff out now who am I and during 27 28 29 I was just to be honest I was just a mess <laughs> like I was fully a mess and I was trying to solidify like my career solidify where I was living I was really unhappy with everywhere I was living just kind of like moving around different you know shitty rental shares and all this kind of chaos I was just like this has to end I need to sort stuff out I would like to say that it came from like external pressures of like what a woman should be and what a woman should have achieved by 30 but I think a lot of it was coming from within me and it was sort of almost like a physiological thing of like no like I'm ready for these changes like I know I need to make changes but I don't know what those changes are and then by the time it was like really coming up to 30 it felt like everything in life was just going wrong the pressure built up to such a degree that like I just had to make changes in like every arena of life and if I wasn't going to change them I just didn't really know what would happen to me like I just felt so awful and I've been putting off making decisions that I should have made a long time ago and I'd known deep down that I should have changed them but I was kind of like holding on so like had a breakup moved house started a new job like quit a job that I had been holding on to had a bit of a change up in my friendship group and then kind of drew like a line behind me in like the line in the sound of like my 20s and then it was like okay I'm in my 30s now and I was living alone all of it happened really really quickly around 30 as well Mm. and I think During the time in which I was having this change and this pressure and having to like move forward and make decisions, obviously being a music journalist, I was listening to current releases Mm. and I was really noticing that I was like, what the fuck? Why are all these women who are around the same age? Like everything they were writing just felt so relatable. And I think it started off with the Hayley Williams solo album the first Mm. one I was like this is fucking crazy like I feel like she's in my head and me and my other friend one of my best friends who's also on the brink of turning 30 we were speaking about it and we were like how does this woman know like she's (laughs) gone through something obviously Hayley Williams had her divorce but we really were like she's gone through the same kind of emotional and mental almost like metaphysical thing like it's really hard to speak about without it sounding cringy or (laughs) a bit woo woo but it felt like something in her is almost like a spiritual like thing of just like turning that age a spiritual cleansing having to move on and change and attack your adult life in a completely new way and there was something about the albums that I write about in that essay that to me there's just like such an obvious common thread through there and like maybe men looking at it or people who are a bit older or who don't remember that era of life maybe they wouldn't see that but I really felt something in the bones of what those women are writing about and singing about Mm -hmm. There was like something in there through all of those artists. Yeah, no, I definitely know what you're talking about, where it's kind of just leading up to it. There are just like in your personal brain, which I think also has a lot to do with what we grow up learning and listening to about like women aging and all that sort of thing. But just like aging in general, 
And I think for me, it's most of my viewpoints are like, oh, like, what have I achieved in my career? Because that's like what my personal focus is like are. And even though I know that like 90% of people on like that Forbes 30 under 30 lift have like paid to be there or like done something like... (laughs) like cheeky to like get on that list I'm just like why have I not done that what's wrong with me (laughs) which is like the stupidest thing ever (laughs) oh my god completely completely and I think when you I turned 30 it was a relief because I was like I'm too old and I don't care like all these like stupid things that I cared about before I'm like I don't care I honestly couldn't care all I want to I think as well when you go through that like final stage of your 20s you would have observed it in like so many of your friends, but there are the breakups, moving city, yeah. moving house, like quitting their career, going traveling, like all these really chaotic things happen because people realize like what they actually want from life and they have to change things up if like life doesn't kind of step in and change them yeah. for you in this sort of way where you've almost like preempted it yourself because it's actually secretly what you want but you're too much of a wimp to actually do it like everything just happens and then suddenly you're just like actually you know what I don't care think about I'm like why did I feel like I had to bring a book out before I was 30 otherwise I was a failure like it is such an arbitrary thing that I just made Mm -hmm. up in my mind but like it just felt so serious when I was in my mid-20s I feel like a lot of it too is things that we've seen reflected in media as we're growing up and It's really interesting that, for example, in TV and movies, for the most part, people are allowed to age relatively gracefully within TV, like film, cinema. But when it comes to music, they're just like historically, like until this point, haven't really been allowed to age. As I'm thinking back of like when I was a kid, what was I being fed? Like what was like being ingrained in me? And like I didn't even realize it. And I'm thinking about Britney Spears, like having her kids when she was still like in like early 20s I think she was still relatively young when she was having her kids but like watching the media just like tear her apart and like turn her into the most villain human possible just for like wanting to be a mom and being able to like make that decision for herself and then I was just thinking now as you guys were talking like the fact that she ended up going into her conservatorship and we didn't really see the rest of her arc of her 20s is kind of crazy because she was one of the foremost pop stars like of our youth and so I'm trying to rack my brain for like other examples of pop stars that we've seen turn 30, but it really feels like this generation, like Taylor Swift, Adele, Haley Williams, and even Halsey, like making the choice to have their own child. It's kind of like for us, for our generation, we've seen such a cultural shift from the early 2000s, like tabloids just being so awful to women to now and like these women being able to have a lot more autonomy completely I think what you're saying is is right and weirdly on a side note I think it was around 27 when Britney went into her conservatorship which is also a bit weird but by the by I think that's the thing in this essay which I'm trying to kind of get across is that with Adele self-esteem Mitski Florence Hayley Williams these women we just haven't had them in pop and indie pop we haven't had women go through that coming of age experience and write about it from like a female perspective yeah. before. Like that just doesn't really exist. Obviously that you can kind of cherry pick examples across the last few decades from like indie and, and rock, but really it's just so rare. And I think that all these women, these incredible artists that we kind of grew up listening to, like Hayley Williams has been making records for what, like 15, 20 yeah. years now, like, a really really long time so we've come up with these women 
So we feel kind of some kind of affinity with them. But because we exist in this different cultural landscape, like you're saying, Jenna, they've been allowed to age and we're seeing the results of the ways in which they have understood being this age and like what they've, they've gone through. And I think critically, these albums have done really well because of that. Like there does feel like even though it feels in a way that they're treading over like fairly usual familiar ground, like what they're doing is actually quite unique and special. Yeah. Definitely, because, like, it's it's so weird, because, I mean, prior to, like, this current generation of pop stars, a lot of the time, male or female, an artist would kind of reach a certain age, they kind of would, like, disappear for a little bit, and then reappear. Like, Christina Aguilera kind of disappeared, had kids, like, did that whole thing, and then came back and, like, was on The Voice in America and, like, put out more music or whatever the case is. But you also have these cases of artists who remain famous for the fans who have always been there, but, like, for new people, they, like, don't know who they are or, like, aren't paying attention to them or whatever the case is until they then, like, become kind of a staple in pop culture to some regard. And I feel like that happens... A bit more like in England, a la like Robbie Williams and like Gary Barlow and like those sort of people where it's like for a little while only their fans cared about them. And now they're like all of England's like, oh, my dad or like whatever the case is, you know, but it's like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's like those, those weird kind of things where celebrity becomes this other kind of category for people like once they reach a certain age where it's like oh no like what do I do and it's like okay you go into hiding until you like are a silver fox or whatever the case is and it's really interesting because there's so much pressure for pop stars to like stay within like our favorite trope of like the virgin whore sort of ideal of things where like the media is just like oh like do they have sex and it's like okay probably and they're like but they can't because they're young and youthful and beautiful or whatever the nonsense is but then there's also the media putting that pressure on especially women like oh like when are they gonna settle down when are they gonna stop being party girls and it's so frustrating like for not only like watching that happen to those people but like for the fans of those people because you're just like well I'm a normal person like I don't have like money or the means or like this crazy career I feel like that pressure on fans watching that feels like such a weight and I feel like that's why there's such a stigma around like turning 30 aging all of this is because like you're watching these people that you like love and respect be like torn down in the media for aging or like choosing to go one way rather than the other so it's like choosing to become a mom or choosing not to become a mom or like I don't know Madonna quote quote like clinging on to her youth or whatever the case is you know where they're like oh like you're a past a certain age like you can't be making pop music but then like if they try and venture out of the pop realm then it's like oh why do they think that they can make other things than pop music and there's just like so much pressure from like every angle and it's so stressful to even just watch happen completely that's why you see so many of these artists disappear because obviously they're dealing with pressure from labels or probably getting edged out the door to be honest with you but like it's easier for them to disappear because it's like well what is there like what can I be what can I do what kind of image am I supposed to put out when like nothing has come before me as like an example and like I remember interviewing women for my book fangirls I did a chapter which was about older air quote marks older fans and they were kind of in their 40s 50s 60s and they were fangirls Mm -hmm. of Courtney Love 
And I remember loads of the women I spoke to for that chapter just kept saying, well, I, I just like really dipped out of music and I wasn't really a fan of anything because I just felt like and nothing yeah. was really catering to me. Like a lot of women, I think, I think this is quite relatable, to be honest. Like, I think a lot of women do really gravitate towards female artists and like female vocals in the same way that I think a lot of straight men gravitate to male vocals. But if you're like a female fan, we're OK now in this day and age. Like we have so many women like the ones we're talking about to listen to. But I think if you're a fan like 20 years ago and you're kind of aging, it's like mm-hmm. who's aging with me? Like I'm not seeing that yeah. reflected in the music that's on offer anymore. I think that's why women of that age group I guess people who are like old enough to be Mm. our parents almost I think they just kind of were saying they don't have anyone to go to gigs with and that's why they keep listening to the same artists because they just feel like there's nothing coming through that's for them and they just felt almost like shamed out of listening to new music kind of like they've just aged out the whole experience of being a music fan which I think is sad that breaks my heart a little bit. I mean, we know that music is such a, a big thing and such a connector of people and such a thing that brings people together. And the fact that there is so much pressure on women in music to like not show their age or like not sing about things that like their fans can relate to or whatever the case is, or even just that kind of age limit on like when people can make a break in music where it's so hard if you're over like 25 even to like start a music career where it's like if people are specifically trying to find new artists where like they relate to their music or whatever the case is because the artists that they already like aren't making music anymore or have been taught or brainwashed what have you into like not singing about like the things that they're actually going through it's like there's nothing for you to discover because it's it's hard when there's absolutely nothing for you to relate relate to. Because for me and like for us, at least like as music journalists, like you were saying, Hannah, like you're still listening to like new music. That's part of the job of like, oh, you need to listen to like what's coming out, whatever the case is. But it's like it must have been so much harder prior to like Taylor Swift and Adele and like Florence and the Machine, like all these artists who like have been allowed in some way. You're just like allowed themselves continue to write music about what they're actually going going through to like then also like as a music fan discover new music that isn't as relatable if that makes sense because it's like you know you have something that's like tried and true and they're always going to be singing about stuff you relate to and so it must have been so difficult for like those older women growing up and like aging and like not having that music to relate to and then trying to find other stuff and it's like nothing is for them because it's even the same in like cinema or like tv and all that stuff it's like Teenagers are played by like 30 year olds and TV shows and all that stuff a lot of the time. They'll cater to like what men want to watch or they'll cater to like what teens want to watch. But a lot of times there isn't kind of like that middle ground of people who aren't old, but like also aren't children where it's like, oh, like what's for us? And I feel like that media section kind of has like been starting to exist recently. But for so many years, it didn't really. For so many years, it was just Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Sex in the City as well is one of the worst ones for. Despite kind of being like, yeah, we're like in our 30s and we're young and fun and like having sex with loads of randoms. <laughs> it's sort of like there's so much problematic stuff in. I mean, I love that show. I've rewatched it so many times, but there's so much problematic stuff in that, which is like underhandedly like misogynistic. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just being like, yeah, we're 30, but we're also like washed and we're dealing with like all this stuff. But it's just like perpetuating the very problems that it, the women in it claim to be 
facing, but that's a whole other <laughs> It definitely could be. I've never thought about it in the context of there not being music that was relatable for somebody of that age. It just hadn't occurred to me. And, and my impression of it was always, and once you become an adult, quote unquote, you're not allowed to like pop music anymore. <laughs> and something actually quite interesting, you had pulled like a quote in your essay that was basically saying that pop music is very like based on fantasy and it, like it doesn't live in reality at all. And if you think about it, it pop music is so about youth. Like it's so about beauty and youth and fun and it's not grounded in reality. And I think like even just like Kesha and Katy Perry and Lady Gaga being great examples of them being very like kind of camp and like <laughs> doing their art in a very certain way. That was kind of like extremism. Each of them were very like extremism, but like in their own niche. And then you made the point that if pop music is fantasy and pop music is youth, then reality equal adulthood, which does not equal pop music, which does not equal fun times, which does not equal fantasy. And it's basically like the idea that like at a certain point as a fan, you're just like not allowed to like that stuff anymore. And like we've talked extensively on our podcast about fangirls in particular and like fangirls feeling like as an adult, you're not allowed to like a boy band or like you're not allowed to like be a fangirl because society is telling you that you have to grow up in a certain way. Yeah, totally. I forgot I'd written that in the essay, actually. But it is that it's like pop music existing for young people, being written by young people for young people. And so like very much reflecting the emotional intelligence of young people, which, you know, once you get older, like I think you do very much exist in the emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence of like your age. And like now I've hit 30, I like just really feel it. Like I just feel like you know things that you didn't know when you were like 25 or 20. And there's nothing that's like ageist or annoying yeah. about saying that. It's just true. And like, I don't know what like a 40 year old woman knows about being a, a human being, you know. And so I think like, why, if you're, you know, an older music fan, like, why are you going to find what an, an 18 year old has to say and sing about interesting? Like, obviously, again, like you're saying, it's very nuanced. Like sometimes you do, sometimes pop music's just fun and you can like it at any age and you can like if it's about fantasy and about silliness and about youth, you know, you can be any age and enjoy that. But, you know, you're more likely to listen to it probably and be like, this isn't, mm. this is not for me. You know, like I want to listen to music that sometimes you want it to escape, but sometimes yeah. you want it to like relate to and kind of like hold your hand and see yourself like reflected back in it. And I think this is the first generation in which we're seeing like pop artists are allowed to age and, you know, we're aging and, and we can age with them and I think part of that as well is these artists are also all millennials and as millennials we're the first generation to have this extended adolescence in which we're you know not necessarily homeowners we don't necessarily have great jobs even if we do our salaries aren't that amazing we don't have job security our whole adult life we've been in a recession like global economic recession like the entire time We've not been given the best advantages by Gen X and boomers. So (laughs) I'm not really sure how that directly has affected what we're talking about. But I feel like there's some kind of link there in that these artists as well are also millennials and they've had this extended adolescence. And I think we're all kind of coming of age together and being like, what the fuck? Like, and all these kind of questions, they're eternal questions, the questions that like women have always asked themselves, like, should I be a mum or not? Should I, you know, be an artist? How is that going to impact me being 
a family person? Should I be a wife or not? How do I juggle like all these different identities? Like, how do I put down roots, but also feel free? I think these are all things that women have always written about, Mm -hmm. not necessarily in music, but have always thought about and have been discussed in pop culture before. But I think this is the first time in which all these things are weighing on us so heavily in the economic and political climate when everything feels so unstable all the time that I think now we're given more of a chance. They're so prescient, these questions, that now we're given a chance to kind of like unpick them. And I do think it's interesting that like most of the artists Mm. that I looked at were white though I don't know if that kind of like comes into the conversation like I didn't really get into that in the piece because I didn't necessarily think it was like the right place to start speaking about that but I don't know whether that's like part of that as well like maybe white artists feel they have the space or have the space provided them in which to like look at ideas of like adulthood and coming of age and you know there's like all that stuff about like the messy millennial woman white woman kind of trope which we see in pop culture so much which like I think is a separate thing to what we're talking about because we're talking about more like actual emotional intelligence in like the messiness of being a woman but yeah like that's just another thing another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You made a lot of very good points. I want to start with the millennial adolescent one and then get to what you were just saying because I do actually have a very good Beyonce quote that I wanted to talk about but I feel like as the millennial generation which is also like one of the largest generations the fact that like millennials span between like the ages of like 25 and like 42 or something ridiculous like that is insane because like we all experience very similar things but also clearly very different things because I mean like what do a 48 year old and a 25 year old have in common very little but also it's like we all kind of had like the rug pulled out from us and I feel like a common theme in what we're talking about today is like what we were told becoming an adult means like what we were told turning 30 means all that and I know for like a lot of my friends who were like 30 or older like none of us felt that way like leading up to our 30th birthday or even past it where it's like we don't have any of those quote unquote like normal to-do list tick off boxes that our parents got to tick off of like buying a house for cheap like getting that job that they know they're gonna have for quite some time it's like I'm 30 and I've been laid off from three jobs like I should not like have gone through that in my life already of like being a professional woman for like eight years of my life like that's insane and so it's like all of these things that we're going through it makes us feel younger I think in a lot of ways because we're like a lot of us don't feel that job security we don't have that home security 
we don't have like relationship security for a lot of us you know of like a significant other in like the same way that the generations prior to us had and I feel like for people who like got married younger or whatever the case is it's like a lot of that was the societal pressure of you're supposed to do this and I feel like when Haley Williams has like talked about like her divorce and her marriage and like a lot of those things it seems like she felt like that pressure of being in a relationship and being like oh yeah like this is my person when like maybe it actually wasn't her person but like at the time it's like that's this is what you're supposed to do and so I feel like in that sense at least like the music is trying to like reclaim this idea of like we can continue to sing about like what we're actually going through rather than having to make bubblegum pop or go into a room with a bunch of like 70 year old men who are writing a pop song for whatever age youngster it is that they're in the room writing for and we can actually write relatable music it's okay there's nothing wrong with it and so I just think it's interesting like you're saying like this extended adolescence is because like the world's just been in turmoil for our whole lives and it's like so crazy because you're watching like in the media what you're supposed to do and like the judgment especially like on Britney Spears and like the pop stars that we as kids watched become adults where it's like the expectations that the world had for them were kind of like okay we also have those expectations on us but like how are we supposed to get to those expectations when like the cards are very much not in our favor which is always fun and so it's kind of just like that thing where with like the pop stars, it's like they become women where like they stop being kids, they start being sexy, they start claiming that. But then on top of that, there's like another level after that. So much when we look back at music history, so much of, for example, we spent a lot of time talking about rock and rollers and like groupies and how that could only happen at like a very specific point in time. And even like the boom of girl groups in 2000s, like that could only happen in a very specific point in time. And it's like we've never experienced this culmination of culture, like feminism discussions, like economy, like world issues. We've never experienced this culmination of things altogether. And so it's like, I mean, exactly what both of you have said. It's like the stories that we've been told growing up of like, oh, married by 25 and own a house by 25. It's like, <laughs> excuse me. Um, Like the generations before us have just never had to deal with the same set of issues. And it's very fascinating to like look back at music history and see why we're suddenly having this group of a lot of female pop stars who are all around the same age who are all being allowed to make this music and like why this generation in particular we're seeing it where it's like trying to rack my brain for pop stars who came 10 to 15 years before it's like hard to think of anyone and it is interesting that the theme of Taylor Swift Adele like Haley Williams a lot of people you named in your piece these are all artists who like are as self-made as possible when it comes to the industry of like they've always been like really in control of their music and their vision and they're being allowed to tell their own stories and to your point of all of these being white women like historically black women have just not been allowed the same successes especially in pop music but even in popular music and now that like hip-hop and rap is a lot more popular like we are seeing black women come through but it's like during this discussion my brain was going to Beyonce because Beyonce I think at this point she is around 40 I think Britney Spears and Beyonce are kind of the same age and Beyonce like has very gracefully done the pop star thing while also having a family while also having multiple children but she's so private that we don't really see that personal growth like her private life is private and then she chooses 
to share with us what she wants to share. And she's still an incredible artist to this day. That's such an interesting point. And the reason I think a big part of why she is so untouchable and such a big artist, like one of the biggest, if not like the biggest in the world, is because of not doing interviews, being private. Like you're saying, we don't know anything about her. But I mean, imagine if Beyonce came out now and like did an interview about turning 30 and like coming of age and all these things. Like I think everyone's heads would just completely blow up. But yeah, that's a really good point. I was also thinking back to what you're saying about, I guess, all these like social and cultural conditions being as they are to create this specific point in time. Another couple of things about that, I think, firstly, there's also this sense for our generation, I feel like the adults aren't coming to save us. Like it feels like, you know, we grew up and we understand, we've had the therapy, you know, we have the emotional intelligence to understand how fucked up our parents' relationships were. And all the problems that our mum had in raising us and like trying to, I guess, be like an individual with her own life. We've kind of grown up always like seeing that. And I guess in the same way, like our parents give us all of our problems. Right. And like that's always been the case. But I think we're the first generation to kind of really see or at least be talking about that in like pop therapy, Instagrammy culture in the way that we are now. And we have so much awareness of that. And also in terms of the big parents, like politicians and, you know, the people who have made the world as awful as it is that we've had to like inherit it. No one's coming to save us. No one's coming to like make the planet okay to like sort out the world or like politics or any of these things. We've not been able to like buy houses, for example, and no one's come and sort out the housing market. This has been the case for like 10, 15 years and like no one cares. They're just literally letting our generation and Zoomers rot that's happening and like it just feels like no one is coming to save us and I think that that kind of ties into all of it because I think these albums and these artists they're very like introspective and it's sort of like if the world is like this and you can't trust your parents and you can't trust the adults you can't expect someone to come and save you and you're kind of vulnerable in these sort of different ways I think suddenly you kind of have to only rely on your own emotional intelligence and your own like quote unquote personal growth like that's the one thing that you can kind of come back to and rely on when everything else goes to shit and I think that seems to be a bit of a theme in for all of these artists (laughs) it's so hard like think about the fact that the politicians are all past retirement age like normal people would be told like okay it's time to collect your pension like go on with your life and like all these politicians especially in america are like way past their prime and yet they're making all these decisions for the youth of our country and fucking everything up for everybody (laughs) and it's just like oh my god it's so apocalyptic that it's like fucking insane that that's even what we're going through in real life where i'm like oh i read about this in like a post-apocalyptic book i read in middle school like that should not be what's actually going on in real life and it's just like so crazy and then we're like oh our little pop stars are doing nice things but but it's like this is what we need (laughs) no it it is it is so like it's almost hysterical it's almost hysterical because it's like like it it makes you want to go insane like the shit (laughs) if you look at the world like the shit we're dealing with we're doing our fucking best you know yeah and it's like these (laughs) pop artists are kind of saving us in a way yeah yeah, no, literally, because they're giving us something to hold on to of like, okay, we're not alone in this. These people who have money and means and like access to a lot of things are going through a lot of the same things we are. They're feeling a lot of the same emotions. They're dealing with the societal pressures of like what aging means. They're dealing with all of these things. And like, 
You're right, but like it is genuinely just like I kind of feel like Harley Quinn like devolving into like chaos of just like, oh my God, if I think about it too hard, everything's just like devolving around me. And the fact that I'm like relying on like (laughs) Haley Williams to give me an album. Where's my dose (laughs) of serotonin? (laughs) It is crazy, but it is like we're also saying that, you know, that stuff that's happening in America is absolutely terrifying. And I think that like it's really it is it is funny well not funny it's like darkly funny to be like oh we're talking about like pop stars on a podcast when like this other stuff is happening but we're also talking about like women of our age being able to like actually speak about things they care about in music and and what's like actually going on for them and like what it means to be a woman and they're talking about the fact that like that even wasn't a thing before this current moment and I think that's also what makes it feel so jarring and hilarious because we're saying that this is like a new thing while our emotional intelligence and ability to speak about these things and Mm -hmm. our our current condition is going up meanwhile our conditions are going down (laughs) so it just feels so jarring that like we're able to speak about you know the multitudes of being a woman and yet also people hate women like people fucking hate women people in power hate women and it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse meanwhile we have the means to speak about you know how we're actually feeling in you know more articulately than i am i feel literally hysterical right now i can't yeah it does make you feel crazy yeah it's like that emotional understanding of like what this means and how like it's not this like scary age or this scary like aging isn't scary in like the way that we were brainwashed into thinking it was from like tabloid culture and media and all that sort of stuff and we're seeing now older actresses are kind of getting roles still even though before there was like a huge conversation about like oh like once you hit a certain age like you can't do that anymore and like with music and that same thing and the Beyonce quote that I wanted to read was so for the Evening Standard, Margaret Abrams wrote a piece also about like artists who turned 30 or like in their 30s, like made their most beautiful album about like what they were going through and all that sort of stuff and how Lemonade came out while Beyonce was like in her early, like mid 30s. And there's a quote from Beyonce that like is in this article about turning 30. She's like, I feel like a woman. I feel like I'm very aware of who I am. I feel great. And I feel like 30 is the ideal age. Because you're mature enough to know who you are and to have your boundaries and your standards and not be afraid, too polite, but you're young enough to be a young woman. So I'm looking forward to it. And I feel like that point of like you're mature enough to like know who you are and like have your boundaries and standards is such a thing that I feel like a lot of us right now are really clinging on to of like, okay, I figured out like who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing in this world even though the world is not actually giving that to me and I'm going to try my best to do all these things and like set my boundaries and be like a strong woman but like also still be young because I am still young and so I just feel like that idea is kind of the theme of like what all these albums are where it's kind of like the idea of like oh I've been told my youth is gone but my youth isn't gone I just like know what to do with it now and like I know what to do with myself and I know how to like handle these things even though the world is setting me up for failure because it really is like the world is just sitting around being like oh no everything's gonna be miserable forever and like we're still going to like ask you about your biological clock at your 30th birthday party even though the Senate's not doing, like, even though the government's not doing anything to, like, help at all. So, yeah, it's very dystopian, but I feel like the idea of, like, understanding your boundaries and your standards very much, like, the nice part about it all. 
it's so crazy like as you age realizing you know things that you didn't know previously so like I'm 26 right now and like I even know so much more than when I was 20 or when I was 22 and when I was 22 I thought I knew everything like I like when you're young you always think you know everything and so like being 26 here and then it's kind of twofold it's like having comfort in like having these artists who are basically giving us representation, sharing their stories and detailing their emotions. It's almost like solace in that, of course, like we're not alone, but just like for the younger generation, like having someone to look up to be that, I don't want to say blueprint, but kind of like seeing that they made it through okay, seeing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not the end of the world because we haven't had that representation previously. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't know what you don't know until you hit that age. Yeah, completely. It makes me think again of, so part of what I'm talking about in the piece and the subject of Adele's 30 is like the astrological transit, like the Saturn return. And I think part of what that transit is saying is like, I mean, so I was reading a lot of articles about the Saturn return in the lead up to me writing the piece I think there was like a really long time where I knew I wanted to write something about the Saturn return I knew I wanted to write something about being that age and going through that process and I was noticing all these albums had these like similarities and I knew I wanted to kind of tie it all together but I was reading these articles about the Saturn return and the thing that they all say whether they're written by an actual astrologer or whether they're just written by like some random woman living in like Idaho or whatever who's just realized that she's gone through her Saturn return and has done a little bit of research and is writing about you know doing her personal essay all of them say that like everything goes to shit but you then turn 30 31 and like once you come out the other side you realize that all the things that happened like had to happen and then if they didn't happen you wouldn't know the things that you do know now the kind of invaluable and like the not the self-knowledge and the ability to kind of enact these boundaries and like feel more comfortable in the changes that you're, you've made they kind of like come to fruition and that was the one thing that kind of was like comforting to me at the time when I felt like everything was terrible I was like oh well you know it has to be bad because like it's going to be great at the end And like I say in the essay, like when I turned 30, I literally woke up and was like, oh, my God, I can feel it happening. Like, I just know what to do and I know how to be. And like, it's almost like it got like plonked into my brain, like while I was asleep or something. I was like, I just know, like, I know how to be a 30 year old in a way that or I know how to be an adult person in a way that I didn't know how to be a person in my 20s, because being a person in your 20s is literally just you're not supposed to know what you're doing. And like, I wish I could have like, they always say that to you when you're like you read about it or adults say like oh you know your 20s you don't know what you're doing and that's why it's crazy and it's really fun but like you can't tell yourself that when you're in that situation but when you're out of it you're like yeah of course like you weren't supposed to know anything and that's the point and like I wish that women or people in their 20s I guess I'm what I'm saying is I wish that I could have just let myself enjoy my 20s and be like it's fine you're not actually supposed to know anything because my brain is like constantly trying to get control and be like no we need to know what we're doing and it's like no you weren't supposed to know anything and that's great but I think like you're saying like you get to 30 and you do have all these boundaries and stuff and I think that's why like these albums are so interesting because it's almost like you can listen to them and feel your favorite artists have like leveled up and they're like speaking from a more mature like womanly Mm -hmm. space almost like quite like earthy like I know Hayley Williams album has all the like 
metaphors of like the earth and flowers and there's like a similar kind of feeling mm-hmm. to Adele's album she doesn't have anything like that in there I don't think but like and same with Florence obviously she's an she's like an earth angel anyway <laughs> she's like all ethereal and that's very much her vibe <laughs> but I feel like that was very much coming through and like what she was writing and I think there's something really nice in seeing these artists that we've grown up with suddenly kind of still questioning things like I think there's a lot of questioning on all of these albums and kind of worrying like what's gonna happen like I don't really know what my future is but I do know that like I'm safe like all of them feel finally like they're safe these artists that's just like what I kind of get from those albums that's such a nice sentiment of like feeling like an artist you look up to feels safe in themselves and like comfortable in themselves because again it's like we watch so many of these artists be torn apart by the media and the internet and whatever and for them to be able to like age gracefully like be allowed to age gracefully by the media to some extent compared to the people who came before them you know but also for like them to have gone through tabloid culture and then blog culture and then social media culture and all these things and having just people on the internet feel like they have access and are allowed to judge them and tear them down and all that stuff and like for them to still have age okay and like reached 30 and like not had like a complete breakdown or whatever the case is or like maybe personally had a breakdown but like not available to us and like release these albums where like they seem grounded and like in touch with themselves and all that sort of thing and like understanding or just like knowing like where they want to take their music and I feel like even because like we're talking a lot like we said about like Haley Williams and Adele and that sort of thing but even like with Beyonce and Lemonade like that was like a whole other thing that she did and it was the first of its kind in a lot of ways and I feel like it's such a thing of coming to terms with like yourself and your life journey and being like you know what like I've had ups and downs I've dealt with all this stuff in my personal life but I'm still gonna like put out this album and be like yeah I went through that and it's okay to like put it to the sound of the music I've put out in the decade before I went through that like that's okay and I feel like that just is setting up the world of music for so much incredible stuff to come out in the years to come because we got albums like 30 and like Lemonade and like all these albums that have come out from these women who are like unashamed about aging and going through things and so it's just like it's really exciting to know that we're having this renaissance of coming of age in like a different way because like we've talked on our podcast about like that kind of coming of age album where it's like the girlies lean too hard into the sex appeal and then they dial it back almost immediately (laughs) afterwards and like almost every pop star has done that (laughs) and then they're like oh I I think I went too far and then most of the time they kind of like calm down a bit after that and so I think it's really nice in a way to like have that kind of like meltdown era of the too much sex appeal album and then almost to the T 10 years later have now be able to like make that like 30 year old album where it's like oh I'm grounded I figured my shit out and sometimes even like relating songs back to that 
sex appeal album, what have you. And so I think it's just like this really beautiful like metamorphosis of a second coming of that, of like this new renaissance coming of age that beforehand it's like, oh, like you turn 21, that's your last exciting special birthday. But now I feel like for a lot of people turning 30 is an exciting special birthday because you know that that means you're going to feel a bit more grounded in a way, even though the earth is burning around us. Totally. I really feel the same. I feel so excited for these artists' next album. It's almost like the polar opposite of what you're saying with the kind of, oh, I'm have my hoe era. <laughs> and then it's like, I think when you do that, it's like, where do you go yeah. from there? There's you're kind of there's yeah. nowhere to go, but like starting from scratch and just like reeling it back and in being like, okay, like now I'm gonna do more of a like normal kind of <laughs> album because like there's nowhere to go like once you ramped it up to 100 it's like okay <laughs> I guess we're going back down to 50 whereas I think yeah this is a very different kind of coming of age where it's like I'm like synthesizing everything that I've experienced in the last 10 years and I'm going to kind of put it all out on the table for you and be sort of like not necessarily honest so much as like quite vulnerable and yeah it's like where do you go from there I guess it's like when you've decided like as an artist that you're going to be that honest about who you are as a person and the things that you go through and what it means to be a human being and what it means to be an artist like it's like where do you go from there like it could be anywhere but what we do know is that it's going to be really really good I think these mm-hmm. albums are all kind of in some respects like their best work and I, I just feel like I trust whatever they're going to yeah. put out next because you know sometimes you're like you have a favorite artist and you're like oh god I'm you're almost like nervous like you yeah. kind of just don't yeah. want them to release anything or you're like oh, this is just, I don't even know if this is going to be a flop or not, even though you love them and you, like, rate (laughs) their work. You're just like, oh. But I just feel, like, very comfortable in in thinking about, you know, whatever they're going to do next, and I'm excited for the next cycle. I think, like, part of that is... funny enough we actually talked about this in the context of Harry Styles but it feels like they're comfortable with who they are they know who they are it's like this mental clarity that you get and like the way you're describing it this groundedness of like I think there's comfort in looking forward to what they're going to do next because it feels like they know exactly who they are and what they want to be doing and we also talked about that in relation to Harry Styles who's not 30 and is a man (laughs) but it was a similar (laughs) thing but also just to bring men into the conversation for a second I think number one it's like really honestly very beautiful to have this conversation with you guys to get like emo for a second because like I've never had like well also being 26 maybe I just haven't gotten there yet but like I've never had a conversation like this with my friends where it's like the emotional intelligence like what you're saying Hannah it's so special it's so personal like this is such a personal thing and this is such an experience of being a woman that it's so uniquely ours and like I think that's Mm -hmm. something we can cherish even though there's all these like external factors that are like constantly coming at us but like flipping the coin and talking about men for a second of course we are not men we did not do this study on men so we don't know like their perspective on this or like what their 30 year old album looks like but the whole point of this conversation is kind of that like women have certain expectations and pressures in life that men do not have to deal with such as being able to carry a child at a certain age and so Hannah in your essay you said the eternal questions of babies or life still plagues women when it often feels that men can just be men and then you go on to write modern men are feminists and fundamentally more aware of their mental health and emotions but that is often as far as it goes the 
expectation is still for women to be wife, maid, mother, and therapist to men to overfunction in a way that perpetuates our conditioning. And I thought that was a really cool way of putting this because as much as like men can be feminists or good allies, there's still these very traditional roles that are kind of expected in marriage. And maybe this is also the first time we're refiguring out those roles. But at least in this conversation, when we're talking about pop stars and when we're talking about expectations, these pressures and these gender roles are still very much there. Oh my God, so much. And I think, you know, you're having conversations about like, should we, you know, get engaged or should we have a baby? And you're just like, well, I'm already a mum to you. So I don't know if I want a kid. And then I think the burden is now more on the woman because you know that the man kind of has this emotional intelligence and knows better and like doesn't think that women should be wives and mothers and all these things, but they're still kind of not going to therapy, not doing the chores. And you're you're just kind of like, you should know yeah. better, but you're not acting yeah. better. And I think that's so frustrating when you get to this age, if you're somebody who dates men. It's really hard. And this isn't to like bash on men, but I think it's really hard to continue to like approach heterosexual relationships as a woman with optimi- a sense of optimism <laughs> and a sense of like equality and feeling like you're going into something and it's going to be I don't know I'm a Libra so like I'm always very aware of the idea of balance but I'm just like yeah how do you like leave relationships that aren't good for you and where you're not being met with someone who's pulling their weight and then you know have the kind of like optimism and hope to like get into another one and to like expect different results but all I can say is I think that's something that like a lot of my age and like the people my peers and friends and I think it's something that we're all feeling and thinking about because the point remains that like we're going to continue to like get in relationships we're going to continue to have relationships with men and you know I think I write in the essay something about how you know pop like pop culture and feminism hasn't shown us how to have like a happy great relationship and that's something I also like think is at the detriment of men and women like we haven't really been shown healthy relationship dynamics at home through our parents or through pop culture so it's kind of like men aren't being shown like how to be a good partner and like we're not being shown what to expect you know we're doing all this work on ourselves and then we come to relationships like a better person and with more emotional (laughs) intelligence and you know more inner strength and integrity and then we're like okay we need that met otherwise what's the point but also you know it's basically like economically fiscally like illegal to be (laughs) single because you can't afford to like even (laughs) rent somewhere you know what I mean you're just like what I need to be in a relationship so that I can live in this economy (laughs) and yet like I need someone who's gonna you know be my equal in this relationship literally it's hard it's so hard and like with you saying all this also with there not being access to healthy relationships or all this stuff I feel like it's also slightly (laughs) like this is gonna also sound so unhinged but it's slightly a detriment in a lot of ways that a lot of our favorite celebrities have created such good boundaries as they've gotten older because we don't get to witness their healthy relationships in the public eye like we got to witness their shitty relationships in the public eye and so you get to listen to these albums about like Taylor Swift being in love with Joe Alwyn and like having her best life now or like whoever else you know like singing and writing about like their new found love of life and like their partner that they're with or whatever the case is and it's like okay but like share that with us <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, let us see what a healthy relationship looks like. And it's like, it's like, okay, I'm like happy for you that you've like developed boundaries and like aren't giving me access, but like don't write this fucking song and then expect me to figure out how to find that. Because like the male equivalent, like I'm just thinking like we have like the new the 1975 album to look forward to, you know, but it's like that same thing of like you keep expecting yeah. something from somebody like Maddie Healy and you're like, Maddie Healy's never going to give you the same thing that like Taylor Swift or Florence Welch or Adele True. or Beyonce is giving you because he's fucking Maddie Healy. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, he's still a self-proclaimed narcissist, you know? And so you can't even expect this from, like, the men in the spotlight who are supposed to have, like, some higher level of emotional intelligence <laughs> because they can, like, write lyrics well. Oh. And so it's, like, the expectations for men is always lower. <laughs> frustrating and yeah like at the same time it's like in real life like these men make more money or like have more business or whatever the case is for some fucking reason and it's so it's just like this constant exhausting narrative of like women and men are still even though we keep we've talked this whole conversation about like how women are kind of given the opportunity to like age more gracefully now and like talk about aging and like sing about aging and make pop music about aging and like all this incredible stuff but at the same time it's like men are going through these same steps but like they're not reaching the same conclusion somehow which like boggles my mind where like when these men and I'm talking specifically about like Maddie Healy just because I feel like it's a good example because he's in kind of the same age bracket and like the same expectations because of like the caliber at which he writes lyrics there should be that same expectation yet the work that they're putting out like isn't to the same level of like emotional intelligence or like understanding of like age I mean like the single that the 1975 put out I was like oh wow like maybe he's figuring it out but like you still get that Maddie Healy in there and I'm like oh god (laughs) come on oh my god he is such a good example when we're talking about turning 30 sat and return albums because he's the new cover of Rolling Stone UK like I did the profile with him that's out at the moment and it's funny like you say that like I didn't even think about the fact that he was that age or that he was like part of that because I think you're right like we expect so much from female artists I think like when you think about how much Hayley Williams has said in interviews like how much she's shared of like her own personal growth and you know the mental and personal problems that she's been through it's kind of crazy that like we just have access to that at like the click of a button like we can see everything about what she's been through and she speaks about it so articulately like that's crazy and that's kind of what I expect from other women I don't know why that is I think it's a woman thing it's an oversharing thing whatever but yeah we don't expect that of men but I think in a weird way now I'm thinking about it the new 1975 album is kind of a Saturn Return album in that Matty has kind of, you know, all of his previous albums have been kind of like outward looking and like commenting on the world mm. and commenting on like things that he's seeing and bravado. Even when he's saying that he doesn't believe in that and that he believes in sincerity and like all the stuff that David Foster Wallace writes about, like he says that, but he's not really like actually doing that. He's not like, that isn't what his music is doing. He's like doing the exact opposite. And there's something like, yeah, quite egotistical in the music in a way, which is, you know, it's great music, but that is kind of what it's doing. But this new album, it's like really stripped back. It's so personal like there's a few songs at the beginning that are kind of typical like 1975 Mm -hmm. commenting on culture war commenting on the world and masculinity and that kind of stuff but then it suddenly becomes very personal and they're just basic love songs and it's all very like intimate and 
like that is the album of someone who has like been through a lot of personal Mm. growth and had that kind of first major like adult relationship and then I guess like what I'm kind of getting at in my profile with him is that you know he's written this very sincere love album and sort of like prod at it a little bit but like what do you do when like that relationship is now over and you know the love is probably still there but like you know you're having to promote an album that's a love album about this relationship that doesn't exist anymore but yeah if I would actually really put that album with Adele 30 like I think in a weird way they're not too dissimilar like I think I think you know I think we can put him in this package (laughs) like I think we can include like yeah we can include being funny in a foreign language with this kind of type of album I feel like it's definitely not on the level of like a Hayley Williams like the way she goes into that much detail about growth and stuff but I think being funny is sort of an album that like does what it says on the tin like it's not trying hard to be anything it's just like I think in its vulnerability and its earnestness it's showing the growth if that makes sense rather than like depicting it and like really exploring it but like the end product is sort of doing the same thing in a manly way I suppose wow. <laughs> like I'm not going into it and being like all right girls like let's talk about my breakup let's talk about falling in love and like let's talk about like you know aging and suddenly being 30 and what we're doing about it it's like being like it feels like a male response to wow. doing a Saturn Return album I can't believe our most grown male Saturn Return album is Maddie Healy <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> literally it is oh my goodness i love the unexpected maddie healy's maybe <laughs> maybe give it, it's gonna give us i feel like sarah has to take back bad things she said about him now <laughs> i feel like leading up to this point it's like the expectations you have of someone but like i said i mean like the single that the 1975 put out i mean i was like genuinely a little bit shocked where i was like oh he's being like a little introspective here like unexpected crazy because i feel like the expectations for men are so low where like you said before like oh we like kind of had this conversation about harry styles figuring himself out where like the persona's cracking a little bit because he's like finally comfortable with himself and so it'll be interesting when he has his Saturn return album because obviously harry styles is going to give us one <laughs> like that's the one person we can expect it from you know but it is just interesting the different conversations around men aging and women aging and like music in that regard because i feel like also in a lot of ways like i was saying way earlier in the conversation about pop stars of the quote-unquote past they kind of would disappear for a little bit and then come back as kind of just staples of pop culture or whatever the case is and like have reunion tours and then it's like moms taking their daughters or whatever the case may be but also rock stars like the rolling stones or whoever like they just never stop they just keep going and like they there isn't that break but it's like when you sing pop music there has to be and i feel like men are kind of allowed to age in front of us whereas women have to like age in secret and then maybe reappear as a grown-up like a 50 year old like madonna or whatever the case is you know and so it is like nice now that like women are kind of being allowed to age publicly and like sing about it and put music out about it and talk about it and like don't have to feel any fear because they feel like also for so long it's like oh women are told like oh you can lie about your age or like don't ask a woman her age that's a rude question to ask somebody and it's like why like we all age like growing up and 
getting older is like a fucking normal thing that you go through. You can't just stop. Can't just be like, oh, never Mm -hmm. mind. Like age doesn't exist for me anymore. Like that's not a thing. And so it's kind of nice that these women are not fearing it and like are being allowed, like are not being allowed, but like are allowing themselves to like age gracefully in public. And it's just like exciting to see like where that is going to go forward. And like if that means that there'll be more ability for people who maybe didn't make it at like a young age to find success at an older age because like there is more access to artists who are putting out music in like this new prime. So it's like, oh, maybe we'll have more artists like self-esteem who like get the opportunity to kind of break in the way that she has with her latest album where it's like oh seemingly new 30 year old woman (laughs) appearing on the scene with music that people can relate to so it's kind of exciting to see like where this will lead to like new artists coming up as well yeah i really hope that entry point but like female artists can be any age now because like i just think fundamentally a lot of the music that women are putting out in their 30s is like just so good like, even Angel Olsen, like, I was mm-hmm. listening to her new album. And it's, like, I guess, I think she must be, like, 32, 33 maybe now. And that's just, for me, her best album by far. Like, I think we're just selling women and, like, musicians so short. If we're saying you have to be a teenager to break into the music industry. And then, you know, you can, like, hang around in your 20s and then, you know, move on yeah. and, like, write for other people. and But, like, have a behind-the-scenes role. But, yeah, like, I agree. Like, we should be getting new artists coming through at all ages to be honest but especially like in their 30s like that's not even old yeah that's crazy like it's not old I think overall the direction we're going is very hopeful because it's like we said earlier in the discussion it's like these artists like Adele and Haley Williams Florence and the Machine they're putting out these albums that we haven't really seen before and so it's creating kind of a new path for the younger generation it's like Billie Eilish of course like she's learned from the pop stars before her like Britney Spears and seeing what Britney went through and not wanting to follow that same trend and Billie especially has been very protective of her career and she's lucky that she has like a great family around her to do so and even Dua Lipa also being very in charge of her career and so I think this is going to allow space for more artists to break at 30 or to age gracefully and give us those albums so overall I think it's really hopeful and Hannah again I just want to give you a big thank you for joining us like I said earlier this is really such a special conversation and I'm so glad that you could join us to bring this to our listeners yeah it was so nice to speak about it again and also I love your podcast and your TikTok is hilarious so thank you so much for having me on I'm a massive fan oh my gosh thank you so much and so with that being said all of links to your work and Twitter social media will be in the description below for any listeners who want to follow along as you guys know we are a big fan of Hannah's writing so we definitely encourage checking that out and yes thanks once again Hannah thank you guys love a group therapy session i think i genuinely this is my new favorite episode well okay we've had it's so hard to say because like Asia's episode was so good we have so many good episodes but like genuinely was not expecting this conversation to have the depth that it did yeah no it definitely was a very cathartic conversation and i love how we still managed to shove harry styles and maddie healy in there <laughs> no business showing up very funny very on brand so on brand guilty But yeah, no, I'm so thankful that Hannah came on and discussed her Rolling Stone article with us. If you guys have not read it, it'll be linked in the show notes, but it's 
a really incredible article that goes more into detail about these albums and this idea of like a 30 year old album and what that means and I know a lot of y'all are like all different ages but I feel like we all are aware of like the thoughts of the world about turning 30 so I feel like this was a really interesting discussion and like Jenna said it definitely went like way deeper than I thought we were going to be able to get so I'm like really just like excited about that conversation I think also even with the podcast, like sometimes we talk about the same topics a lot. So it's easy for us to like go to that topic as like a pinpoint. But Hannah mm-hmm. bringing in emotional intelligence was like just such a breath of fresh air because we've never discussed emotional intelligence really mm-hmm. on this yeah. podcast. And so just having that different perspective entirely changed the course of the conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, and I feel like that was such a good point to think about because I feel like my mindset on this was a lot around like the tropes that we talk about a lot that exist within pop music and like the glass box that pop stars belong in according to men in the music industry so it was really cool to like think about it from that like other viewpoint of emotional intelligence and what that means so if you guys have any thoughts or feelings about this episode I feel like this definitely is one that's going to have lots of thoughts and feelings attached to it you can come hit us up on social media we are at name three songs on all websites or if you have any personal grievances or feelings or just like strong emotions you can come talk to us one-on-one i'm at sarah underscore fagan and jenna is at jenna underscore million so thank you for joining us this week on name three songs and until next time never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band and remember you're never too old to listen to a pop star who's 30 don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a five-star review they really help if you want to find out more about any of the sources we referenced in this episode you can visit name three songs.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.